0: the new york knicks are coming off one of their best seasons in nearly a decade and now heading into this offseason they're looking to add key free agents that can help take them to the next level today we're going to look at some sleeper free agents that the new york knicks could add that can help take them to the next step in the nba let's get started the new york knicks are looking to add cost-effective free agents this offseason now the new york knicks could go after and look after these top tier free agents however sometimes in order to build you need to look at some sleeper cost-effective free agents that you could add to your team that help take you to the next level without breaking the bank because let's be honest here the knicks cannot really afford to go out and get these top tier named free agents They just do not have the cap available to do so. The only way that they could swing that is if they made a monumental trade for a superstar that allowed them to shed salary, get rid of contracts, add a key star player, and allow them to have a little bit more room left available that they could use to sign one of these free agents. However, it's unlikely that the New York Knicks are going to do that unless the right star becomes available at the right asking price. But if that doesn't happen, then the New York Knicks can look at these couple of free agents and potentially add them to the roster to take that next step and allow this roster to grow in the way that we need it to grow. Let's look at a few free agents that Bleacher Reports' Zach Buckley looked at in regards to who the Knicks should add this upcoming offseason. According to Zach Buckley, Patrick Beverly is one name to watch this offseason for the New York Knicks to add. Now Patrick Beverly is coming off one of his worst seasons of his career. In terms of production, it was one of his worst productive years this season. Listen to these numbers. 6.2 points on 40, 33.5, and 72.3 shooting splits and 2.9 assists in 27.1 minutes per night. He played for the Lakers, got traded, got bought out, and played for the Bulls and managed to give you one of his worst statistical seasons of his career. Now that could definitely be due to age because he's obviously an aging player. He's 35 plus at this point and he's only getting older. His body is not made for the NBA as it used to be. We're not talking about like he's 25 years old. He's 35 years old. He doesn't fit the timeline of the Knicks either, and in terms of the defensive tenacity that he used to give you, he still gives you that to an extent, and yes, you can plug and play him as a starter or a bench player and you wouldn't have a problem with it, but why would you want to give minutes to Patrick Beverley when you have Quentin Grimes and Emmanuel Quickly and other guards that you could give these minutes to? Why give the minutes to him when you could potentially give them to a Deuce McBride? who's probably a younger version of Patrick Beverly, especially on the defensive end. I would much rather give those minutes to McBride than I would give them to Patrick Beverly. It just doesn't make sense to me to give Beverly those minutes when he doesn't fit the age range for the Knicks, nor does he fit any type of logical trajectory the Knicks are going into. But if you're looking to add a veteran at a low cost and you're not sure what Chris Paul's value is going to be yet, then Patrick Beverly might be a low-cost effective addition. Not to mention that because he's coming off one of his worst seasons, you might be able to get him for very, very cheap. And of course, his defensive tenacity fits a Tom Thibodeau system because you don't need a lot of production from Patrick Beverly. You don't need him to score 20 points. You don't need him to get 10 assists. You don't need him to get 15 rebounds. But if he can give you 10 points, 3 or 4 assists a couple of a steals, and then he can help you run an offense at times when you have injuries or maybe somebody's not stepping up and you need him to run the backcourt with Emmanuel quickly, he can be asked to do that. So if you're looking for somebody on that front that can give you that type of production at a low effective cost, Patrick Beverly does check those boxes, but he doesn't fit the age range. He certainly does not fit the trajectory where the Knicks are going. And in terms of his play, It's reduced year after year after year, now coming off one of his least productive years in the NBA. While I understand why Zach Buckley of Bleacher Report would want the Knicks to add him because of how low cost he is, sometimes low cost doesn't mean a steal or doesn't mean effective. In this scenario, I would argue adding Patrick Beverly does not help the Knicks. If anything, it takes away minutes from the young talent that the New York Knicks would want to play. So I don't see adding Patrick Beverly as an immediate need, and I don't think it helps the Knicks. If anything, I would argue it puts the Knicks back a step. I'm out on Patrick Beverly. The next sleeper free agent we're going to look at is Max Schroes. Now, of course, you probably know this name being a Knicks fan. He was one of the guys that cooked us from the heat when they beat us in the semifinals in the Eastern Conference. Let's go ahead and push the bad feelings aside. Let's go ahead and not even think about that playoff series just for this one second. Max Struess, in terms of what he offers, is incredible shooting. If the playoffs taught us anything again, the New York Knicks, besides Jalen Brunson, cannot shoot. Nobody could buy a bucket. Nobody from our bench and certainly nobody from starters besides Jalen Brunson. So we need more shooting. Max Struess, if you add him to the lineup, starting and or bench, he immediately helps you get better at shooting. According to Zach Buckley, while he's more than a shooting specialist, he can attack a hard closeout off the dribble and isn't a lost cause on defense. That's the skill that will get him paid. And unless this playoff run dramatically moves his market, it shouldn't since his postseason shooting slash is only at 41-33.3-79.2. That skill wouldn't cost what it would have a year ago. So clearly, Zach Buckley is telling you here that while he can shoot, he can also defend. And not defend at a top-tier level, but defend well enough that under a Tom Thibodeau system, he'd get minutes. And that's the key here. Whoever the Knicks add to their team, to their roster, Tom Thibodeau needs to greenlight it. Because if Thibs doesn't greenlight it, it's likely that that kid is not going to play. Thibs needs to be able to understand and utilize the value of that player coming in in some form or fashion within the roster. We can't just add people to add people like we did with Cam Reddish and then try to forget it happened by adding Josh Hart. We can't do that. I'm not suggesting that we should build a roster around Tom Thibodeau. That is asinine. I'm not saying to do that. But what I am saying though is coaching style matters. And if you can add players that can complement not only the roster, but the coach, you should do it. Max Schroes gives you shooting, gives you defense, and gives you driving, and gives you penetration, and gives you kickout passes. And we've seen this during his playoff run with the Heat. So clear as day, if you're looking to add somebody to the New York Knicks, and you're looking to prioritize shooting, and you're looking to get better and add key pieces that fit the trajectory and the age timeline of this Knicks roster, Max Schroes is a name to watch. And I would absolutely consider him, depending on how much it would cost to get him, in free agency. Max Struess can shoot. He can drive. He can defend. And not only that, he can help penetrate and create for other people. We've seen him do that during the playoff series run with the Heat. He's capable. And if he is available at a low cost... I think the New York Knicks should absolutely go out and sign him depending on if the contract makes sense because if it does, they could steal him at a low cost, add exactly what they need, and allow their team to take that next step without having the team break the bank in order to try to compete in this NBA today. I think that would be a low-key sensational move by the Knicks. I don't know if they would do it. But if he's available, I absolutely think the Knicks should be calling because that could be a key addition this offseason to help them take that next step into greatness and improve their three-point shooting, something they sorely needed in these playoffs. The last free agent we're going to look at today is Yuta Watanabe. This is a guy from Brooklyn, and I'm sure you guys probably seen him a couple of times, especially when he was playing for some injured players. Yuta might actually be One of the most polarizing contracts and free agents we're going to talk about today. Because if we're looking just at his shooting and what he's done while he was playing, just by that, it sounds like the Knicks should add him just because of that. This is what Zach Buckley wrote about Yuta and why the Knicks should potentially add him. The 28-year-old is a 6'9", 215-pound ball of energy with enough hustle and athleticism to make plays at both ends. And while he has never shot the three ball with much volume, he is coming off a season in which he hit 44.4% of his long range looks and a ridiculous 51.4% of his corner trays. If the Knicks prioritize shooting and they believe in Yuta, they need to go get him immediately. Because a 6'9", wing type of player who can shoot the ball like that, albeit not at a high volume right now, but can shoot the ball like that, he's at least worth a phone call in free agency. Because given his play and his production, you would think, based off those numbers, that every single team would want to get him, keep him on their roster and add him, right? Wrong. Bleacher Reports' Zach Buckley goes into a little bit of why his deal in free agency could be a clearance-type deal. While his skill set could have a wide-ranging appeal, his quiet box score production could have his contract clearance priced. This was the most productive season of his career, but Yuta still averaged just 5.6 points in 16 minutes per night and was squeezed out of a rotational role when the Brooklyn Nets overloaded their win collection at the trade deadline. That's important to note. If the Brooklyn Nets didn't make that trade for Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, and these other players and didn't get so overloaded at the wing spot, I think Yuta would have absolutely had more playing time and he would have used that playing time to show you why these shooting splits are not fake, are not fiction, but are real. I think this kid can shoot the ball very well. I think he can defend very well. I think at his size for a wing, He can play long and help on defense. But more importantly, if he can find that shooting touch, he would absolutely change what this New York Knicks team could give you off the bench. And can you imagine a Jalen Brunson penetrating in the paint, getting a Yuta in the corner who hit 50 plus percent of his corner trays this last season? Because if they're able to add him and he's able to give you this level of shooting from the bench, you could make the argument, that the Knicks have gotten deeper. Their bench has gotten better and they didn't need to break the bank in order to make that happen. And they still elevated to the next level anyways. That's what they could potentially do if they add Yuta or some of these other key free agents we spoke about in the off If you like this video, go ahead and leave a comment below. Smash that like button and don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Until next time, Knicks fans. Peace.